With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Everybody out there, I am Big Daddy, and this is Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 67. Yes, Volume 67. And I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Belisha Brown. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Hi to you, Big Daddy. Hello, Belisha Brown. How was your weekend? My weekend was excellent. Very good. Until, you know, reality hit me again. <laughs> yeah. Reality sucks, doesn't it? It does. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so we're going to talk about a couple of things. I'm only going to touch on the orange one briefly. Um, he's over in Saudi Arabia. Um, signing an arms deal. And I'm watching him, and I see different clips, blah, 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 with him over there. And you know how they try to do different things, and he's dancing with these guys that look very, like, awkward. Yeah, it looked very awkward. And then somebody had put, um like, this necklace around his neck, and you just see, like, him just feel real uncomfortable about it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you are the most hypocritical son of a bitch, I've, and I said bitch, that I've ever seen because he's over here preaching about putting up walls and this, that, and mm-hmm. But then you're over there kissing her ass. And then he's talking about this arms deal and that he signed. And I don't know verbatim what this arms deal is about, but um, it's supposed to uh, give more jobs and put up more jobs. But actually, they just piggybacking off of something that Barack Obama had started, but then stopped because of um, what Saudi Arabia did. Like, once he started it, he noticed that they attacked somebody with the arms that, you know, deal that he had signed, and then he had just stopped the deal altogether. Mm. So, 
to the orange one went over there to, you know, of course, anything they got to do with war, you know, he's all about it because all he wants to do is sit back and press buttons. <laughs> so that's what's going on with that. And um, also with that, if I don't know if it was yesterday or today, and two people commented on it and it had me thinking, um, Mike Pence gave a speech at a graduation and some of the students in the middle of Mike Pence's speech stood up and walked out. And um, I have a video of it. Anybody look on my Facebook page to see it. And somebody thought one way about it, saying that was, you know, kind of rude on their part and they messed up their own graduation and they could have just endured that little bit and didn't have to do it. And then somebody else said they graduated. You got to give them that diploma. And like you don't, you don't say they, it's not like they're not going to get their diploma. And the majority of the time, you already have the diploma before the graduation. And if this is the standard they wanted to take, it was their business. And I feel as though if that's what they wanted to do and they wanted to take a God bless them, it is what it is. They should have knew, the, whoever said the graduation should have knew that somebody was going to take some type of stand if Mike Pence was giving his speech. Mm. And my question to you, Felicia, because you're a college graduate, would you get out of I do posted that video on my page, and to the person that said that, you know, they messed up their own graduation, I feel that their graduation might have been messed up. I mean, here's one of the happiest days of their lives, and, you know, someone that they do not stand for, someone who has already demonstrated that him and the administration he's a part of doesn't care about what they did all throughout their four years and what they're going to do after, you know, they graduate is trying to speak to them about, you know, things that he knows nothing about. I mean, I said and when I posted that he had said nothing about education in their plan. He said nothing about affordable education in their plan. He said nothing about, you know, what they're going to do about student loans or anything in their plan. So I would have gotten up too. And if you notice, a lot of the people that gotten up, I don't know, it's like a trend now that people are doing a lot of things, decorating their hats and wearing different things on their gown. A lot of those people um, were LGBTQ or supported LGBTQ. You can tell by the colors that was on, you know, gowns. A lot of those people that had stuff like that got up and walked away. So to have such a polarizing figure speak at, you know, speak towards a demographic that has so many different types of people with so many different types of beliefs that truly represent this new generation. It's just, it's weird to me. And it happened to Betsy Dubois, and I'm sure it's going to happen to someone else from this administration too. They need to stop asking these people to speak at these graduations. It's it's truly a mess. These are people that shouldn't be speaking at graduations anyway. If I could back off of what you just said, I totally agree with everything you said, one. And two, again, just like you just said, you know going in that it's going to be some type of reaction. Right. When you have You're going to offend someone. 
you're going to offend somebody. So don't have these people come, at least not this year. Now, maybe if it was next year or the year after or something, maybe if um if Captain Cheetos had proved himself or did something worthwhile or, you know, something, you know what I'm saying? Then maybe you, but right at this point in time, with the way that election went, with the current things that has happened in Washington and the investigation that's going on and him firing who he wants to fire, how who he wants to hire, and this, that, and the fourth, I'm not even going to get into all that. People have the right to demonstrate the way they want to. Yes. And if they went to school for four years and paid 100000 close to $100,000, or whatever, how much they paid to go to school, damn it, they could do what they want to do. If they felt like getting up and, and walking out, hey, get up and walk out. You're still a college graduate. If nobody can take you away, take that away from you. So, if somebody want to get offended because they walked the, they walked out, then the hell with you. You stayed, they walked out. You ain't never got to see this person again. It is what it is. Right. But I'm glad these younger people are not afraid. To, to stand up and demonstrate in what they believe in. And I think that's where we kind of fell off over the years, but it's good to see it come back. If they felt as though they wanted to, and it was peaceful, they didn't get up and moon them. They didn't flip them right. the bird. They didn't chant, go F yourself or nothing like that. They stood up and they walked out. Right. And, yes, I would have absolutely gotten up, too. I just wonder what the parents and the families that were watching up in the seats um, felt about it. But, you know, you can either be happy and proud of your child for standing up no matter what side you stand on. Exactly. And um, something else I want to touch on real quick is that um, I'll get to our commercial because we got pay-per-views to go over as far as WWE. It was a big weekend mm-hmm. for the WWE. But um, there's one more thing I just want to touch on as far as social media and this, that, and the fourth. And uh, plus we got a movie review to do too. So um, I want to get into the movie review after I bring this point up. Then we'll take commercial and then we'll, you know, we'll go from um, the two pay-per-views from there. There was a video that went up of his parents fighting at a graduation. Now, the people who were fighting were Caucasian, and they were fighting amongst each other. It was over seating or something. I can't remember what exactly it was over. But just to me, some of the comments that came out, it's not the same if you'd have seen a bunch of black people fighting. They weren't. They didn't call these people thugs or idiots or animals or nothing like that. They just said, oh, well, you know, they were fighting, blah, 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 and they thought it was funny. But let that have been a bunch of black parents out there fighting and have been despicable animals and their thugs and that and the fourth. <laughs> and you know where I'm getting at with this. What's the difference? Yes, the truth. What's the difference? And it's just it's disgusting to me. And once I seen that, I'm like, you know what? This is why I really need to take a, a break from social media and like take a vacation from it. Because I sit here and I watch this stuff and it irritates me. And people are just rude and they're ignorant. And if you don't have anything constructive to say, don't say anything at all. But 
that's what social media is for, I guess, is for anybody who wants to give their opinion to give their opinion, and it's cool. But to me, that's like labeling people. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel the same exact way. So just wanted to touch on that, and that's all I'm going to go through with that. Now I want to get into a movie review. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was called The Wall. And next week we'll come back with another movie. We'll be reviewing Aliens next week. But the movie we're reviewing this week is called The Wall. It starred John oh, Cena. Dear. <laughs> and two other actors, I really, I can't remember their names. I try to remember their names, but I can't. This was a war movie. Um, and the only three actors in the movie were these three actors, except for the <laughs> end where Felicia's <laughs> laughing already. Except for the end where, um, you know, a bunch of guys came in to save John Cena and the guy did. But the whole movie was set at this wall. In somewhere overseas. They, I don't even think they really said where. But basically, it was a sniper movie, and this one guy who was um, of Indian descent, I don't know what, but he was, and he shot John Cena first. John Cena went down to go check out the scene, to check out what was going on. He got shot, and then his buddy went down to save him. Guy shot the guy's water bottle me in the radio so he couldn't call for help so the whole rest of the movie is pretty much with this guy trying to figure out how he's going to live while this guy's other guy's hiding in a pile of trash with a gun on him ready to pick him off and it got to be like a battle wits meanwhile Cena is injured you think Cena's dead but he's not dead and then he's going to reach for his gun and try to shoot and then when he did try to shoot the guy picked him off and <laughs> then here comes you know the finally help comes and the guy who you think was dead wasn't dead and he shoots down the helicopter at the end which I thought was kind of a cool ending you know I'm I like to see the villain win at the end sometimes so this was the whole movie Unless I missed something. <laughs> that was you whole... did miss anything. And that was it. It was a bunch of talking back and forth and a bunch of curse words. And, and, little... and a lot of these two actors in the whole movie was three people. Right. So with that, I'm going to give it a one. Only because I like the ending. And I think you're being too generous. <laughs> there was a point in the movie where you could have got up, went to the bathroom, played one of them cheesy video games or whatever, sitting out in the lobby of the theater, came back, and still knew what was going on. So that's how slow and just boring this movie became. Um, began and just went and it was just a one. That's all I could give it. And I'm being generous with that. What was hmm. your opinion? Oh my gosh. I I don't know 
you are being too generous. The way you described the movie, too generous. The way you rated the movie, too generous. <laughs> but I don't know if they're using, for anybody that doesn't know, John Cena is one of the most popular wrestlers in WWE right now. Even when he's not there, he's like the biggest name in wrestling. But I don't know if they're using his name to try to get people to come out, but... He was in the movie for all of, like, 20 minutes. The movie right off the bat is only an hour and 21 minutes. So what does that tell you? It's like an hour of talking. I didn't even bother to look up who the other two actors were. That's how much I didn't care about this movie. But it had potential, you know. Of course, there's been a lot of other war movies out, and it it just had potential to be something. But they totally had the audacity to make this a boring one-shot, one-site movie that was just so boring. It was literally all talking. And there was no, like, swerve at the end or a dun-dun moment or, you know, action, fighting, you know. It was horrible. I don't even know if it can be classified as a war movie because there was no war. But um, (laughs) it, it was really bad. It was so bad. And for the people that are, you know, happy to see John Cena in movies, honestly, there have been other wrestlers that have been in movies, and they're doing better than him. The Rock is doing better. Dwayne Rock Johnson. Batista is doing better than him right now. Batista's killing it in the Guardian series. And honestly, those are the only movies he ever has to do, and he will be good. But John Cena, acting may not be for you, buddy. You might just have to, you know ride off into the sunset all together because wrestling isn't for you either. But um, <laughs> I give it a point five, and don't tell me that I can't give it a point five because I will. It's it's half of a booty. A half big bad big daddy it's one cheek. One it's cheek. just one cheek? It's one cheek. Wow. <laughs> so, to you, this movie was worse than sight. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. Not this year, not in the past ever? five or ten years, ever in my entire life. I am not over-exaggerating because I am not a Cena fan. This movie wow. was garbage. In your entire life, your entire life. That was in my entire life. And for anybody that does not know, I am 31 years old. My entire life. It was garbage wow. on a hot August day. It was garbage on a hot August day. That means it was really <laughs> I think I even fell asleep during, like, one of the monologues in the movie. I fell what? asleep. It was bad. Damn. That's it with the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it, it really was bad. It was painful. It was, like I said, I just like the way it ended. I don't know. But outside of that, it really was just bad. And I don't even know how this made it into theaters. And I, I, I don't, I don't claim to know a whole bunch about movies, but who greenlit this, this to put it in the theaters? But. I've seen good movies 
not make it into a theater. I don't get it. And this, right. well, this is one the DVD, and I left it at that. But it's in theaters, and I'm curious to how much money it made and how much money they spent to even make it, because they probably didn't spend over a hundred thousand to make it. It really, it was one area to shoot it. The whole movie was in this one spot. I started paying the actors. I don't see how much money. You know, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> what was the budget? Right. <laughs> the budget, because the budget could have been that much. Anyway. Oh my gosh. I can't let's feel. take a break, and when we come back, we're going to go over NXT Takeover Chicago, and we're also going to go over Backlash. Backlash to be was up and down, and I got irritated about one thing that happened, but when we get back from commercial, I'm going to talk about it. I just think the WWE really made a mistake with a couple of things they did last night, but overall, SmackDown still was good. SmackDown's pay-per-view was pretty good. The wrestling itself was tight. It's just a couple of things I'll hit on. But um, at the commercial, we'll come back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, volume 67. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? 
Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 67. I am Big Daddy. I'm joined by Alicia Brown, my beautiful co-host. Hello, everyone. Okay. I'm going to start with TakeOver, and then we'll go on to Backlash. Uh, NXT TakeOver. Excellent Mm, show. mm, mm. Nothing I can say um, bad. Opening match, Eric Young versus uh, uh, Roderick Strong. Very good opener. Only thing I'm going to say about that is they got to start to put Eric Young for their matches. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to see them do a little bit more. The whole insanity thing. I love the entrance. I love the group. I'm an Eric Young fan. I just want to see him do more. And I think, like, this may be the second or third takeover where he's pretty much curtain jerked. And I think he's better than that. So it's time to do more with him. Um,. Then after that, help me out, Felicia. Um, I don't remember the order. I just remember, like, the card. So, <laughs> um, it might have been – it wasn't the women's match next, was it? It was only, like, four no, or five matches on the card. Yeah, it was yes. for the United Kingdom um, Heavyweight Championship. I wasn't a big but that – won me, won me over. Because T2, these two guys sort of put the builder down, and the match was so made sense. Like, it went from King to, like, a lot of hard-hitting stuff, and then at the end, what's the guy's name, Bates? Uh, Tyler Bates and uh, Peter Dunn. There you go. Tyler Bates was flying all over the place, which made sense because Dunn was a bigger guy, but uh, Dunn won at the end, and both guys got a um, got an ovation at the end. They worked their natural asses off, and this is what is missing from wrestling: is just two guys going at one another with a whole bunch of locks, counter locks, some high flying. Everything made sense. There was a, a suplex. On the um on the apron, I thought the guy was dead. It was just <laughs> very good, very good match. Good when people. you when you say you weren't a fan of the title, what do you mean? How the title looked, or the idea of well, having I a just, UK title? Just the idea of them having a UK title. Why? They with the European strap, and then they went over the European strap, and then it just went. 
actually have guys competing for this Don't have this belt and have um just throw a name out there. Um uh, perfect ten, I forget his name. Win the belt. You understand what I'm saying? Just to have for something to do. Like if you would have got from this uh, United belt and promote these guys. You understand what I'm saying? And and put these mm-hmm. guys on so you get how these wrestlers from the United Kingdom are actually wrestling. Then I'm all for But just don't have this belt just so you get shopping around the company and then eventually get rid of it. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. Well, the tournament was amazing. I really do recommend that you should watch the original tournament. Um, seeing those two wrestle just brought back how great that tournament was. So I definitely recommend you and anybody else that didn't see it yet to go and check it out. If it's mm-hmm. still up on the network, it should still be. And they're doing another one, another tournament like that with women. So I'm curious to how that's going to go. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes. But um, then speaking of women, going into the women's match, uh, Oksana is still the NXT Women's Champion. Good match. I would have loved to see her move in that match, but she injured herself, and I don't think it's a work. I think she really injured her arm. I've seen that at least 50 mm. times. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think she really did hurt her arm. But it was kind of sort of her fault. But ugh, it was just ugly. So hopefully she'll heal up and she'll be the one to dethrone Oxada. Am I saying her name right? Oscar. Oscar, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Oscar is, is a hell of a champion. It was a good match. And here's what it is. What's your opinion of that match? I liked it. I mean, pretty much every match on that card, you know, was above average, was great. But I feel that the second that it was announced Ember Moon wouldn't be in the match, that match already got knocked down a little bit of pegs. But, you know, those girls, they kind of proved me wrong. They put on a pretty decent match, and, you know, it was good. Now we get to see, like, where they're going to go, and I'm glad they're holding out for Ember to win because you know it's going to be her to win next. So, yeah, hopefully we can have, you know, some black girl magic and have two black female chants at the same time. That would be history-making. Well, don't say that too much. We might jinx it. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Roode. And um, name Hatashi. Hideo Hideo And Yeah, him. And it was a decent mm-hmm. match. Um, I think this is the best match I've seen Hideo Tommy have since he's been in NXT. I think this is one of the better matches he's had. Um. And I think they both did a very good job. Uh, Bobby Roode is still the champion. And then the next day on Facebook, I did see where um, Adeo went into the locker room and tore the locker room up, like, real pissed off. So it might be a heel turn coming somewhere in there. But he went and he pushed um, a bunch of people around and tore up the locker room, and he was really pissed off and possible heel turn. 
What did you think of that match? Um, you know a pay-per-view card was really good when, you know, a match between those two is probably the the least, you know, liked match on the card. For me, it was. Um, I just felt that all the other matches kind of surpassed it. It was still a great match. Um, it was better than a lot of matches on the main card. I mean, the main roster. So, you know, I liked it, but it was, if you have to rank the matches, that was the lowest ranking match for me. I don't know. I don't know if it was their chemistry or they're just looking for someone to go up against the champion or, you know, if Hideo has already been kind of um, exhausted already because he's been in and out, you know, injured, not injured, injured, not injured. And they're just, I feel like they're just not doing what they need to with him. You know, if anybody doesn't know, this is Kenta, and he might not be the greatest fit for WWE. Who knows? I mean, obviously he's not, you know, he's not a Shinsuke Nakamura, but he's also not, you know, a campy, uh, what's his name, Nazi type either. So you got to kind of figure out what to do with him. If his strength isn't charisma, you have to kind of work with that and build around it. And I don't think they know what to do with him. And that's kind of scary because, you know, that means that he may not get called up. He may not be in WWE at all. So who knows? Agreed. Agreed. I can't say anything different. Um, main event was the Office of Pain mm. versus DIY, and this match was excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, they really tore the building down, and it was just funny to me watching the Office of Pain trying to climb the ladder, and one had to hold the ladder for him. You see the ladder shaking all the time. They got some stronger ladders for these two big bulls. But um, it made sense. And um, the one author of pain went through this ladder, and that ladder snapped. And I was like, oh, my God. This is a great match. Um, authors of pain uh, are still the NXT Tag Team Champions. Uh, Paul Ellering took a super kick. <laughs> and it was funny. I'm like, look at this old man taking a super kick. But um, it was good. And, and at the end, He'll turn. I'm going to let you tell Alicia. Uh, Yeah. If anybody was ever wondering, hey, how come the NXT title match wasn't at the end? You know, if you saw the pay-per-view now, you know. Um, there was a big uh, swerve at the end with Tommaso Ciampa finally turning on uh, Johnny Gargano. And, you know, you kind of saw this coming. It's been teased in other matches, and he didn't go through with it. But, um, obviously, Tommaso would be the one to turn heel. It just goes with him. If anybody doesn't know, his nickname is uh, Tommaso Killer Champa, and he's just kind of vicious in the ring. And I'm kind of disappointed um, in that I'm hearing that they're going to be called up soon, but separate. And I feel that either way, they should have kept them together and then called them up because you knew they were, like, some of the next uh, backs to get called up. 
But you should have kept them together and then called them up, especially considering that WWE main roster is lacking some tag teams now, especially with Golden Truth splitting up. I feel that if you're going to split them up, you shouldn't have called them up yet because we could have seen some amazing matches between these two. So hopefully we can get that out of these two before they get called up because the matches they put on together were great. The matches that they can put on against each other, oh, my goodness, can be phenomenal. So I really just want to see that. But also someone said that they don't think that Tommaso and Gargano have enough charisma to carry on to the main roster separately. And I completely disagree. I disagree because there was a reason why they were the last match. And that pop that they received, the chance that they received, um, the nicknames that the fans gave, you know, Tommy, Tommaso, and Johnny, just show how over they are with the crowd. You know, Johnny is called Johnny Wrestling, and, you know, Tommaso, he is a killer. And, you know, they go, Tommaso's going to kill you. And they're over with the crowd. So I think they can definitely drive separate or apart just a matter of, how WWE uses them, but amazing match. They should have rethought those ladders because all of the pain were like <laughs> as big yeah. as those ladders. <laughs> yeah, so it was funny. I just think they shouldn't call them up now, especially if you just split them up. Let them yeah. have it in NXT, and then eventually, if you want to move them up. Move them up. Even if you would have them had a feud in NXT, sit them out for a couple of months, and then tag them back up to put them on the main roster. You can work it that way because you know how the, uh, the average WWE fan has a short memory. So even mm-hmm. if you that way, but don't split them up. Just send them up to the main roster. That's going to kill them. Right. Like, I wouldn't do that. Bring their but, story um, to WWE, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so just like you said, they could have came up as a tag team, worked for a couple of months, and then split them up when they got up mm-hmm. there. But you got to use it to your advantage. Just don't do it and don't take advantage of a good situation. I just think that's killing it. But that's going to lead into backlash. And I want to speak on backlash. Anything else you want to say about TakeOver before we move on? No, an amazing pay-per-view. If you haven't watched it, please go catch up and watch it. It's... Now, backlash. For a month and a half, you've advertised Nakamura mm. on the pay-per-view. He was the poster boy for backlash. When you pulled it up on Facebook, and you said, we're watching, you know, Felicia Brown, James Bristol watching Backlash. Whose picture was on the, the, the poster? Nakamura, right? Yeah. All the commercials. And... The blue hell. That match on first. Mm. Why? My Why would thoughts. you do You killed a good debut. Not saying the match is bad. I thought the match is good. It told the story. All I'm saying is, and I don't want to use a sexual reference, but I think you blew your 
too quick. That match should have went on right before the main event. If you wanted to end the show with um, Jinder Mahal, fine. I understand that. But that match should have went on right before the main event. And for them to put that on first, I thought it was disrespectful to Nakamura, and I felt as though you just totally screwed screwed up everything you were trying to build. Your opinion, Felicia? I completely agree. I this is something I was saying to a bunch of people in my wrestling group. I said, you spent months, you know, building what looks like to be the whole pay-per-view around this guy. He was the only one in the commercials, only one in the ads, only one on the posters, and you put the match first. Now, I completely understand the psychology and the marketing of putting, you know, one of your most popular matches first to build a momentum for a show. Um, but that match should have been way down the line on the card, especially considering how some of the matches weren't that caliber. And honestly, putting it first, it kind of actually took away a lot of the match. Like, I kept saying, is it just me or is anybody else kind of not getting what they expected this match to be? Like, I didn't get what I thought that match could be. We saw, you know, Shinsuke work amazing matches in NXT once again, and I, I just didn't see it. I don't know if it was Ziggler, but Ziggler kind of held his own, and I don't know. I don't know. I know on the mic these two aren't going to work. I saw that immediately. But mm-hmm. don't let that translate to their ring work not meshing well either. So something has to be done, and I, I don't know, you know, what has to be done. <laughs> But, you know, it could have been a five-star match, and it wasn't. No. I, like I said, I thought it was a solid match. I just think in the positioning of the show, I think kind of killed it. I think right. if they would have put it on later, it would have built some suspense, and then if they got into it, the crowd would have been a little bit more engaged. And another thing but, is they did not, if anybody knows, usually on pay-per-views particular they give Shinsuke Nakamura these special entrances. He got a regular entrance, and that kind of killed it, too. And I thought it would have been a good moment for Dolph Ziggler to get a special entrance, too. It's been, Mm -hmm. you know, years since we've seen him with an out-of-the-ordinary entrance, if he ever got one. I'm not sure. I don't think he ever got one. Yeah, I don't know. But with Nakamura, I I was just thinking that, and you're absolutely right. They should have had that violin playing nigga standing there, and he should have came out like he did before. Why? The... Oh, I should have said it like that. That, that oh violin playing, <laughs> or you could have had um a whole bunch of them people playing violin like they did before, and it would have built more suspense. But they kind of just shot it in the ass, and I was just like, oh well. Um, yeah. The tag team title match was, um, Brazongo versus the Usos. Yes. I thought it was funny as hell. I'm not yes, gonna hold it was a great match. I thought it was a good match. I thought Tyler Breeze stole the show. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny. I hadn't seen anything quite like that in a minute. 
And there was a wrestler, an indie wrestler, that has done that on a couple of shows. I don't want to mention his name because I'm not a big fan of him. But he did that a couple of shows, and I just think it's funny. And um, cracked up laughing. I just cracked up laughing. Um, Usos won. It was a solid match. I want to see more out of Pizzano. You know what I'm saying? I want to see more out of him. I definitely want to see more of Tyler Breeze. This is what you got to do with Tyler Breeze. Now you see where his strength is. Take it and run with it. The man can work. I'm not taking nothing away from his ring. His ring work. He's been there long enough, and he finally gave him a platform to show how comical he is. Let him have at it. Mm-hmm. Let him have at it. He was the shining star, if I could steal that. He was the shining star in that match. It was very funny. What did you think? I loved it. I thought it was the perfect match of campy humor, um, athleticism, actual wrestling, and still, you know, a fair, realistic outcome. It was a great blend of that. So if anybody says that you can't mix humor and, you know, campy campy bits in a match, it's just not true. It can be done, and they showed that. And I really hope that they work with these guys, all four of them, you know, and maybe build a program out of it. I love the, the whole law and order thing with, you know, Breeze Dango. I think it's hilarious, and... I'm glad to see um, Tyler Reeves get some type of shine because I always thought that he should have, and they had something great with his gimmick, with the selfie stick and, you know, the flamboyant clothes, and they kind of let him fade into the back. I think he got injured, but um, I'm not. I can't remember. But, you know, even so, you got to keep keep that going, and I'm glad that they're starting it back up again, so. Good on him and good on the Usos. <laughs> and they're still fandangoing, if you noticed. <laughs> yep, yep. The funny thing was, um, was he he switched halfway through and then put on a whole different outfit. I was cracking up. Yeah. Laughing. I was cracking up. Um, twin magic. <laughs> yeah. There was a dress when um he threw the dress and the dress hit JBL. I laughed too. I thought it was hilarious. In the drop kick, yeah. Byron Saxon totally screwed that up when he was playing with the dress after the match. Like, Byron Saxon, you're so corny. Um, Six-woman tag match. Blah, blah, blah. Natalia won with a sharpshooter on Becky Lynch. I like Becky Lynch's hair. Me too. Uh, Outside of that, that match was blah. It was okay. I like Naomi's entrance as usual. And I like Becky Lynch's hair. I thought it was cool. <laughs> Outside of that, it was what it was. What did you think? It was okay. Um, I'm kind of glad to see Natty finally win something. Um, I'm not a James Ellsworth fan, really, so... I don't know why he's there. It kind of diminishes Carmella. I think she was a lot better when she was with um, Enzo and Cass. She was actually kind of formidable and believable. Now she's just, you know, a typical New York, Jersey Shore, you know, stereotype, and I really don't like it. Um, Literally each show, Raw and SmackDown, have six women's wrestlers. I don't understand why you need to – 
group all of them together like that instead of building maybe, you know, two or three separate stories. So I, I don't know where they're going with this. I feel uh, uh, a swerve coming on Charlotte because it's just I don't believe this this face run for her. I don't believe it. So we'll see. <laughs> but good Jay- on Naomi. I'm, I'm happy for her. Jay Ellsworth is on minute 20 of his 15 minutes of fame to me. Um, he's, they, he's taking the ball that they gave him and ran with it, or he took Patterson's balls and he ran with it. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And um, and I just think it's time for James Ellsworth to pretty much fade into the background. It was what it was. It, it was funny for a minute. Now it's like, okay, it's Ellsworth again. He's, he's somewhat okay on on the mic. And he's getting paid for not even wrestling. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> so it is what it is. Like any right. other indie guy who came along and been in that same spot and would have did the exact same thing. So anybody that's in the indies that would say, I would be pissed off if that was me, blah, blah, blah. Shut the hell up because you did the exact same thing. Yeah. When I was wrestling and in the Indies and Vince would have came to me, I would have ran out to the room a thong and a teddy and did the exact same thing that James Ellsworth is doing. So anybody that's talking bad about James Ellsworth, as far as indie wrestling, you can go fly a kite and y'all did the exact same thing. I just feel like now it's time, you know, he has to fade into the background because it's getting, like, annoying. And he is taking away from Carmella and not really adding to it. It is what it is. I'm trying to take more. Oh, uh, Sammy Zayn, um, Byron Corbin, Byron Corbin, um, Corbin, decent match. I like uh, Zayn going over because that's the one thing I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see Zayn lay down for another big guy. So, Sammy Zayn got the win with the, the Hoover kick. Solid match. Yeah, it was a solid match. Um, I don't know. I don't. I really do think that WWE is successfully making me less interested or not like two wrestlers that I really did like. It, it's just boring. It really is. I feel bad for Sami Zayn. I don't know if it's partially his fault, but we've just seen this. Before, you know, Sami Zayn, underdog, fighting the big guy, and you got to beat all the odds and chop him down. I can't do that anymore. Um, I don't know. He has the capability to beat a lot of people. If anybody knows, you know, who he was, he was one of the most over-wrestlers in the indies. And it just seems like WWE just took it and watered it down, and it's so bad. And Baron Corbin, he had the possibility of going anywhere. And I always said that that program he had with Ambrose didn't benefit him because, you know, those are two guys that are fairly young, fairly new to WWE still, kind of, and, you know, they need their own separate push. So why should you put two guys in a match and a program that need separate pushes. And they did the same thing with Zayn. You know, we want to like Baron Corbin. We want to see his potential. We want to like 
Sami Zayn, we want to see his potential. So what what do you get out of having them to go against each other? Nobody really wins or progresses forward, and it's just very stupid logic for WWE, very lazy booking. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. Next match was um, it's one of, I think one of the better matches of the night, if not the best match of the night. AJ Styles and yeah. um, Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. <laughs> good match. Very good match. Both these guys are, you know, great wrestlers. The ending, I understand the ending because they, you know they want to stretch it out. You know what I'm saying? They want to stretch this feud out. Uh, Kevin Owens is still the um, United States champion. He won by count out because um, AJ Styles' foot got caught in the announce table and he couldn't get in before the 10 count. But you know you're going to see these guys go at it again. Very good, very solid match. And I was happy that you see two guys, you know, two top guys in the company give you an excellent match. And, and they're building a decent program of both of them. And you really got to keep it going. Like, don't screw it up and have them go their separate ways or nothing like that. Like, you got to keep these guys going because you could actually close a pay-per-view with these two guys going at it. What'd you think? I loved it. It was definitely my favorite match of the night. Surprise, surprise. Um, I knew going into it that that was one of the only matches I was really interested in seeing. Um, and since the Ziggler and Nakamura match kind of let me down, I was really hoping this one would, you know, make me happy, and it did. Amazing. Um, again, I don't know what direction they're about to go with with AJ Styles, but it can't be the U.S. title. The U.S. title only works for Owens because he can really do and sit anywhere, and he's a heel, you know, mm-hmm. but with AJ Styles, it really seems that the only belt that would fit him is the main belt. And uh, it's just because they immediately catapulted him, you know, to the top. So now he has to consistently best himself. And you can only do that by having him face other top people. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Next match was a flash in the pan. Luke Harper versus <laughs> was what it was. Luke Harper won. You can end that there. Like you see yeah. them wrestle back down. You see them wrestle the pay per view now. Luke Harper went over. They're doing. They try to make Eric Rowan this creepy guy showing up on because he showed up during the kickoff show and scared everybody. Blah blah blah. Seen him once. Seen him a million times. <laughs> What do you think? I'm a big Luke Harper fan. I just think they should keep moving forward with him. Let him face someone else, um, you know, before he kind of expires out because he's not a spring chicken. Um, Kind of just let him face someone else. I don't know what the hell they're doing with Eric Rowan, but he's always been my least favorite out of the Wyatts. Um, but I've seen some good stuff come out of him, too. So, I don't know. They're going to have to figure out what to do with all these big guys. I would yeah. like to see um, Luke Harper and maybe Baron Corbin 
team up or face each other. I think that could be good. But, again, two guys that need some light right now. And there's there's no reason why Luke Harper can't be one of your mid-card champs. I really don't see why not. So. I agree. In the event, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is the new WWE heavyweight champion, which I was hoping for because I wanted to see something different. I really <laughs> wanted to see something different. And the WWE gave you something different. Now, here's what the, the good and the bad with that. The good was, to me, yes, it's somebody totally new on the belt, and it's somebody out of the blue. Like, Jinder Mahal been there for years. You remember all the three um, the th- uh, three man band stuff he was doing, and uh-huh. a lot of the clown stuff he was doing. And he was really barely on the shows, and then he went through a body transformation, which he started working out, and he's all buff and jacked now, and now he's your heavyweight champion. And I think with the right direction and the correct writing, he could be a star if you build it right. Now, is he the greatest wrestler in the world? No. But you could work with him, and there's already something there. It's just they have to develop it. Now, the bad part about it was Randy Orton looked very sloppy to me. Like, he really didn't want to be He was just kind of going through the motions. I don't think he really wanted to do the job, the gender. I could be wrong. But he just looked like he was like, who gives a shit type of attitude mm-hmm. to me. And um, it was what it was. Gender won, and, and I popped. And mm-hmm. it's what it is. And I'm glad he is, Chad. And, uh, and if Randy didn't like it, I think Randy didn't like Spore Brett, which I thought during the match. Just watch the match. Watch the, if anybody didn't see the match, Watch the match and look at body language during the match, and then tell me any different. Tell me you believe any different. What do you think? Congratulations to gender. I mean, at first I was not on board with this. I was like, what are they doing? What are they thinking? But then I realized I can't be a hypocrite. You know, I want to see change in WWE. This is the change they choose to give us. So I have to accept it and see where it goes. I think it's hilarious. Um, I think gender has a chance of being a real, legit, formidable heel. Um, I think it goes well with everything that's going on in, you know, the world right now. Um, You have people saying that he's only champ because WWE is looking to once again um, broaden their horizons to – um, India, like they did with the great Kali, you know, he was like the big hero over there. And now they want to do the same with gender because they are going on an Indian tour soon, um, which is smart marketing. But don't let that be the only reason why we get to see people that look different as your chance. Um, let it be, you know, because you actually do believe in change and do believe that Anybody should have equal opportunity, but I thought it was a little bit of a 
maybe some Syrian sympathy, you know, right around the time that our POTUS decided to go in and, you know, bomb Syria, um, that was when it was announced that gender was in the running for, you know, the title and everything. So I don't know. I don't know if they want to show, hey, look, we do care. We do have brown people in here, and they are doing things. But I just hope that they don't mess it up. Don't let him be a a one-month champ or a three-month champ just so he can, you know, uh, create some waves in India and get your merchandise out. So. I don't know, but here's the change in WWE. Randy Orton, I I like Randy Orton. I love Randy Orton. I love the Legend Killer. I like the Viper, but he has grown boring. You know, he's older now, and you're right. He has his attitude that is very entitled, and I don't have to do anything because I'm John Cena status as far as seniority in the company. So it translates in the ring, and it's not there. And um, going back to race, I know, but it's really ironic that, you know, gender's whole platform was, you guys don't like me because I look different. And the person that he was facing, Randy Orton, actually has openly went on social media and said things about people that didn't look like him, you know, in a negative way. He has made racial remarks, and he has been known to not be kind to people, so... It's just really ironic, that whole program. Yep. <laughs> I got, and if, if that was a market employee because they're going over to India, <clears throat> then it was a smart play. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. If you did it with the great Kali, and the great Kali couldn't wrestle out of a wet paper bag, then doing it with gender, I think it's a good idea because gender can wrestler, a wrestler. I'm not saying he's the greatest wrestler. I'm just, but I am saying that he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. And he did from his body. So I think it's workable. It just has to be done correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting a campaign for Heath Slater to be the universal champion and uh, Drew McIntyre to be the NXT champion. So all three of them beating that type. Hey, <laughs> it's going to happen. Why? <laughs> Drew McIntyre could be the next um, uh, NXT champion. Now, as far as um, the other one, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> but that's um, those are both paper uh, big shows WWE had this weekend. Those are our opinions of it. I have a quick relationship question. We're going to do that, and then we're going to um, put a bonus and send it home. Now, my relationship question has to do with wrestling as well as relationships, and it's very simple. But do you think that wrestlers should date other wrestlers? Do you think that's a good idea? Oh, yeah. in the Indies, no. In the pro wrestling WWE, TNA, blah, 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 all that. Perhaps, yes. Um, do you think Do you think that becomes a little troublesome? Because let's look at, um, if you look at Naomi and 
Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jay Uso. Jay Uso. Or yeah. if you look at well, and his wife, and you look at um, the Miz and Marie, like what if they decide to would that be a straight on their marriage? And um, would it become, you know, would it become cause a problem? Because there's one thing, like, I know that WWE is probably a lot different than what it is on the NBC, but you're in the same room with these people, and you're changing in front of them and this, that, and the fourth. Like, does that become a problem after a while? I don't think so. You know, all those people you named, they're married, and they all met in WWE. So I feel like, obviously, if they were strong enough to go as far as to get married, then they kind of beat that stigma and they beat the temptation and you know they beat all that's there so only thing that would put a strain on their marriage is if they split them up by you know since we do have a brand split now like they did Renee and Dean and she said it sucks she said she's mad about it but you keep on going you know if you're a workhorse then you know, you'll realize that you'll meet up soon. You know, there'll be a chance mm-hmm. where you get to cross paths. At the end of the day, these guys all live with each other, so um, it'll work out. But I think when you're dating a wrestler, then that's where it becomes a problem, especially with, you know, things that you see like Cage is doing, how she kind of went through some of the guys of the roster. I don't think dating in WWE is, is good at all or dating and wrestling is good. Um, but if you're with this one person, then fine. But it's kind of inevitable because, like you said, you are on the road with these people close to 365 days a year, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's temptation. And, you know, it is. You, you're with these people. And, I, and I'm not saying just which ring rat that you'll run across, you know, every so often, and, you know, blah, 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 whatever happens, happens. What I'm saying is, as people that are actually working in the company with you, and you're going to these uh, photo shoots together, and you're traveling together, and you're behind, the, you know, you're back, backstage with them, or, you know, in the locker room with them, and I think it becomes to be a problem. Right. And I don't think it's too... Like I say, I think it's a bad idea, but in the same respect, some good might come out of it because if you do have this person that has your back. And, and Booker T even said one time, you know, when he was traveling with Charmel, Charmel pretty much saved his life because she she made sure that they ate the right mm-hmm. things, the proper things. She made sure that his bags was properly packed. She made sure everything was clean iron, pressed, whatever, put to the side, whatever, she took care of him while they were on the road together. And that was a good thing. And she made sure she probably kept all the hoochies off him, too. <laughs> so he didn't do much trouble. She, you know, she protected a man, which, you know, a good woman will protect a man, or a good man will protect his woman. But if you're in there and you sleep with this person, like if you, and I don't want to put the name out there, but it's what it is, but if you're a Nikki Bella, and you did this guy, and did this guy, led to this guy, and the next thing you know, you hooked the big fish, and this, that, and forth. To me, you're just a glorified ring rat. Mm. <laughs> you dated the guy until you hooked the big fish. 
It is what it is. Anybody have, have anything different? Well, I know you had a long stint in wrestling. Have you ever dated a wrestler? or Never. 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 I never dated anybody in the wrestling business. Never. And, you know, never. I'm sure you've seen, you know, cohorts and coworkers do the same uh, where they did date a wrestler. And I'm sure you've seen all the drama and how it didn't work out well, too. I did. I see it didn't work out well. I see where it became um, a conflict of interest at times, even with the traveling part of it. I see where Mm -hmm. the person, the two people who were dating was traveling to a show, and I had a transportation issue, and I had to ride with them, and the female in the relationship got angry because I had to come along. But mm. this wasn't a date day. This was us going to a show. Right. And if it wasn't for me, that person wouldn't have been a part of the show. So how are you going to get mad because I'm coming along when I'm hooking you up? Now, if y'all want to go on a date, go on a date. Fine, I have no problem right. with that. But, um, no. Now, don't, don't get angry and act like, you know, you wanted to ride up with this person alone because y'all wanted y'all special date time. Like, no, this ain't this business. But as far as, like, me with the, you know, no. And e- even with, like, the different females that I've come across in the business, I always kept it friendly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we were cool, fine, and whatever. I never approached anybody like that. If you worked for me, you worked for me. We was business, and we were friends in the locker room. It just was what it was. Because even when I was at my job at Merck, I never dated anybody at Merck either. Right. Because I just know you not supposed to shit we eat. And it becomes a problem. And I'm glad I did it like that. It's true. On that note, let's put a Bowen and sit at home. Alicia Brown, I thank you for doing the show with me again. It's always a pleasure as usual. Thank you for having me. We will see you again next week. Next Monday was Memorial Day. Yeah. So, um, any plans you got, Alicia, for Memorial Day to get? Uh, well, I hear a certain host is <laughs> might be doing something so I don't know um, but other than that I don't really have any I only have one war veteran in my family so you know I'll think about my grandpa and that's about it but but kudos to all the people who who really love this country and really believe that they're fighting for the freedom of people and you know, thank you. No problem. Um, yes, I will be behind the grill once again. And I'm thinking about getting a new grill. So i got to wash over that because my old grill seen some better years. I was looking at it the other day like, yeah, it might be time to 
Retire old girl. Hmm. Get a new one. But we'll see how it goes. But um yes, we'll be on the air next Monday. So any last words, Felicia? Nope, everyone. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. <laughs> and, you know. Once again, I thank you everybody for listening. I thank you. Uh be careful, be safe. Uh, keep it classy. There's three different types of people in the world. Those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Felicia Brown and Big Daddy that make things happen. God bless you all. Good night. And I think there's a fight out in the back of my house. You think there's a what? I think these two people are about to fight in the back of my house. I should keep the show going just to see what happens. World Star? Not going to do that. <laughs> World star. I gotta do that. Um, good night, everybody. God bless. See you next Monday. <laughs> good night, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.